What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here, back in here, back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being here, being involved, being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to, what day is it? <laughs> Thursday night, Crips and Capsules. We're going to call it Thursday night, Roski. The second longest running episodic program here on YouTube. We are back in here for my five-stroke special. Right, this is the Five Strokes Wrestle Show. We only got one subject matter here. We're going to cover this new video uh, called No Voting, No Vugging. All right, Vugging. Vugging is what it's called there. And uh, what I'm going to do is only CGA does. I'm going to give you a historical perspective. You know what I mean? What I'm going to do uh, is give you a historical perspective how how we got here. All right, it's going to be my own interpretation. It's going to be Coach's, his story. Okay, his story. That's how history works. Whoever has the advantage or the microphone or the power gets to explain the his story of things, man. And so what we're going to do here is we're going to talk about the sexual, the sexual, the, the sexual dynamic, the sexual mythology and the stereotypes related to black men's sexuality. So much so that we can get to the point where this is being repeated often. This type of thing where in, ter in terms of the political arena, now they're using this idea of male promiscuity, black males inability to control their libido, and then also expressing it in the form of a show, a video, and a song that they've created to get you to cooperate. Okay, this is what's going to happen. We're definitely going to do this. And by the way, this might sound, I'm going to have to bring politics in this because this is all part of the mix of the voting show. And also, we're going to give you a little bit of history related to this because a lot of people don't understand, really, you don't understand how this stereotype has been carried out so much so and how many men, including men of our ilk, our people, have used this stereotype to somewhat their advantage, and then it gets used against you, and then you're mad. Okay, we're going to talk about that. And um, as you guys know, in this space, there's a lot of men of other colors and European cultures and African cultures and African-American. Speaking of African-American. Uh, look at my African-American over here. Yeah. Look at him. Are you the greatest? You know what I'm talking and about? And often, uh, oftentimes sex is being a, a common subject matter. Uh, so this is always typically uh, some of the black speakers here. Sex has been the predominant subject matter. And for me, early in my YouTube career, I kind of tried to not include that sort of idea of black male superiority in the bedroom. Right. Uh, but uh, I, I tried to take that part away. And then even white content creators and black content creators then called me all kind of names like inability to get women and virgin and incel. And you can't get women. You can't get chicks. You can't get hot chicks. So this type of stereotype has extended even upon present day. And I'm going to show you examples of this. And so when you see something like no voting, no effing, it actually takes place. Those ideas of male superiority, sexuality, and then judging yourself as such, it actually manifests itself here and where that's come from. I've broken this down a couple of times, but we're going to really get into it. So look, without further ado, we're not going to waste any time. We're going to talk about it right here. We're going to talk about it right here uh, to contribute to the day show. You can go super chat on the notorious CGA channel. Um, also, you can and my computer. I got all kind of tabs open. My computer probably ain't going to make it through this show. All right. So um, we got Venmo at Coach Greg Adams TV cash app dollar sign CGA live and then over on paypal paypal i always forgot to put the link in lord have mercy i really don't be trying to doing this be trying to doing this uh but this is going to be one of those shows it, it's going to be 
Is it going to be entertaining? I'll try to make it as entertaining as possible. And I'm going to use references and links and videos and all of that stuff. But we're going to talk about pimp culture. We're going to talk about the idea of current rap, uh, sexuality and rap. We're going to use politicians using rap. We're going to use all of that stuff. WAP. <laughs> WAP. Uh, so let's get to the earlier contri contributors to today's show. And let's start shucking, shuffling. Shout out to Rational Irrationality said he picked up a Mastodon waitress at the Waffle House. Goodness. Waffle House. Man, I tell you, you really picking, you picking low. You're not even picking low hanging fruit. This is low lying fruit. Waffle House waitress. I mean, what's worse than that? That's got to be something worse than that. Shout out to Cognac Stories KC. He says, just got my dark side. T-shirt, I suppose, in my dark side o'clock hoodie. Keep it going, brother. Free agent for life. Appreciate you, man, for checking out the apparel. And if you want the new current line of apparel, might not be. It's, it, it's while supplies last. The link is in the description box below. That's get And shout out to Cognac Stories OKC. He was a definitely big-time super chatter back in uh, last year, man. Appreciate you. Shout out to El Jefe. If you have never donated to CGA, you are beta male simpanzee. Smash the like button. It's free. All right, go ahead and smash that like button. It is a freebie. It is a freebie. I shout out to Loud Pockets, Coachy. There's a junior college flatback, so white. I can see her blue veins at work. He says, I got to approach her. I just got to shoot my shot, Coach. All right, you guys know the blue veins. You know what I mean? That's that's porcelain skin. Not even porcelain. That's actually lacking a lot of melanin. You, what about the eyelids? You see them in the eyelids right there? All them, all the veins. <laughs> <laughs> She have freckles. Gotta have some freckles. Shout out to Albert Ingram. I like how you are the only content creator who don't debate with women. He says you do your live stream and go about your day not trying to prove anything to women. I don't. I don't try to prove them, and nor do I try to change them. I think a lot of times we use this information which was given to us by many men before I, and uh, we try to use this information, potentially try to inform to sway opinion, to get people to realize things. And the way manipulation works, the way society works, the way the court of public opinion works, it's, in my opinion, it's really going to happen. So it's wasting my breath. I don't even talk about to my own female family members about this. Okay. I just kind of let them kind of do what they do. And I say, yeah, you're, you're just a woman. You know what I mean? You're a woman like the rest of them. And you have the same either nature or the same way you process things and view things in the world. Unfortunately, um, they are never going to be in that dominant position as a group, as a whole, as men are, as they say the patriarchy is, even though they desire to take down the patriarchy. There was always going to be a sense of needing men uh, to protect and do the basics. So with that being said, they're always going to have to, in an emergency, lean on men. And um, I know that. I know that. But I don't try to change women at all. I mean, I'm just, listen, I'm not even trying to change the world. I'm not even trying to change the world. Hey, let it burn. Let it burn. Uh, shout out to uh, Mr. Bro. Mr. Bro Black, we're going to call you, but he's not pro black. But thank you, man. Appreciate you, man, for that very generous chat. Super chat. Cash app. Thank you, man. Preston is in the building. Just overheard men discussing the divorce diet. I don't even know what that is. I might have to look in that. Divorce diet. Is that a diet before you go on a divorce? Loud Pocket says, flat back at the gym. I was looking like Sam, Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, man. I know. <laughs> I know. 
Shout out to the dictator. He says, vote. They forgot that rents due. Yes, indeed. Your rents due, motherfucker. Oh, man. That is crazy, man. What a crazy time. And I got money. as predictable, uh, we're facing a lot of people getting, you know, making it's tough on YouTube. It's tough on platforms, not just YouTube, social media platforms, because uh, the elections are near. The next elections are near. And so people are getting a lot more sensitive on what to discuss and all of that stuff this is not going to be a political stream wow mr by the mile says wanted to thank you for all the motivation he says i'm starting my second youtube channel will be de dedicated to rp content i'm 34 and it has been a trip to watch women approach me over the past he says couple of years he says especially when i was over the road on a flatbed truck driver i would get women of all ages younger or older who would approach me the message that coach conveys is very wise focus on yourself put your knee uh put your need for rest above the peace leave and he says i can't believe he says something in the past three years i think it's and and in the th past three years of hard work both of my youtube channels with truck driving will have me buying a house soon wow around the riverside county also and looking in the san jacinto area hit them with the I got money. I got money. Keep doing the Lord's work. My goodness, Mr. Mother Mile. Actually, I see your channel. I'm subscribed to your channel. And I see your channel on there. So it, it pops up uh, every now and then. My man has got money. I got money. We got four more. We're going to get it into the show. Somebody said, uh, um, okay. Oh, interesting. All right. Interesting. Mr. Paris, France. She's right he sent me a chat he says he didn't do me any favors all right he he did something negative to me god lord all right we'll see if that happens uh something happens from that it was a accident he said shout out to kt the king good evening cga there's no peace leave if men don't vote in any is a form of manipulation to get men to do something like a sex strike we'll talk about that that will likely not benefit them uh with the false promise of something that is more ran through then the Holland Tunnel. All right, I can't do the shuffling video at this point, but uh, I'm trying to get through the show. Uh, the false promises of both is what is the problem. There's the false promise of both. You you vote, there's a false promise that you're not going to get something uh, up until maybe they need something, like uh, they'll change the mayor law, or they'll open up the prison to anybody with a marijuana conviction, all right, to try to entice you. They'll sign a bill to say, we won't use rap lyrics against you. I mean, <laughs> there's some things that, really the talented 10th really doesn't get affected by, right? Men who can control their libido, this doesn't sway your opinion. But I guess men that can't, this might sway your opinion because the almighty, uh, the almighty pedestalized peace leave is what you guys live for on a daily basis. And I can tell by the content that I put out, by the content that other content creators put out, even smart, intelligent men, male content creators, their most viewed videos are videos on how to get women and how to get laid. And they'll talk about something important. Nobody shows up or at least half their audience shows up. <laughs> You're going, God dang. Oh man. Uh, shout out to Maryland guy. He says, what's up coach? Did you hear about the guy who proposed to the girl at the basketball game with a ring pop? I put it on my Instagram and he says, and she slapped the living holy heck out of him and threw her drink on him. He says, I think he had the real ring in his pocket. I didn't think about that. That is actually a good point. I put it on my Instagram and I moved on pretty quickly. So that could be the case. Think about that. I didn't even think about that. Yes. 
And that would have been he was he was going to move and and go with the real ring. But she actually played her card wrong. Wow. Maybe we'll talk about that tomorrow. Jim Reyes says get fit, get money. CGA equals to go hit the like button or become a stepdaddy at best. Another uh, usage of the using you as a tool to breed. You're a breeder. All right. Let's just get into it right now. Uh, man, this is going to be painful. We're going to go down and give you a preview of. We're going to give you a preview of. Let me see here. The video. I'm trying to find the video. I don't know if I can show this. This stream might be, you know, what they call get flagged or a censor strike or or using other content. I'm not sure. But uh, apparently there is a black dating app or BLK dating app. And right around this time, we're seeing this particular video put out because the midterm elections is coming up. You're seeing a lot of tomfoolery on both sides of the aisle. And people are saying, you know, people have the attention span of a nap. They're not going to really follow anything. But if we can push a message to someone right before they go to the poll, potentially this could stick in their mind. And in this one, you have many women here, many women uh, that probably are going to lean a certain way politically, ideology, ideology wise. They're going to say, this is how we can sway the black male. This is plantation politics at best. And we're not that far removed from the plantation years. All right. That's just without a doubt. We're talking about our grandparents, grandparents were plantation. And many of our, and we talked about this when we talked about the uh, Sapphire, the Jezebel, and we also talked about the other uh, type of stereotypes, the Mammy. Uh, these are all direct, directly from, we can, we can see these imageries in our grandmothers or our great grandmothers, certainly, depending on how young you are or in our grandmothers for sure, or at least some of our relatives. And here we go. We'll give you a little bit of a preview. We'll try to play as much as we can. I haven't played the central version. I don't know what's going on here, but we'll go, go ahead and share what we're talking about here and give you, give you some history and some context behind it. Let's go ahead and go. <laughs> All right, let's stop it right there. Let's stop it right there. Now, this artist here is Trina. You re you recognize Trina from You Don't Know Nam from Trick Daddy song, You Don't Know Nan. And then there's also a guy or a person, I don't know what their pronouns, but I'm going to say this person represents a trans community and is his name, I believe, or that person's name, them, they's name is Saucy Santana. Kind of like Chink Santana, kind of like, uh, uh, what's his name? What's his name? The other Santana. Uh, anyway, Jewel Santana. Now, in the audience, there's not many masculine representations of men, which we can talk about and the stereotypes related to that. Most of the men kind of look beta-ish, although there's a guy wearing dread knocks in the back. But most of them are women. There's 90%, 80% women in the audience here. And then it's this individual, which this is going to be kind of a stereotype in itself. That's being pushed in the, the, the eyes of the media, whether they exist in great numbers. I don't know. I don't really see them too, too much. And then when you do, it's kind of like a rare sighting. So, but this is kind of the image that they're pushing out in front here. Let me give you a little bit more of this song here. Here we go. Okay, app, looking for some action. Hey. Hey. Faces are nine, 
Abs a 10. D is a to be determined. So she, they made reference to salami size, which we're going to talk about in terms of stereotype. We'll come back to that. He got mad jokes. He don't seem pro. The only red flag. He said he don't vote. This, this, this midterns for all the single cues. Want to hit this booty? Got to do your civic duty. No. Woo. Well. Well. You want to do this? Hit that. You got to do your civic duty. Now, this is the only time of the year you would hear something like this. This is not your Marvin Gaye type music uh what's going on no not at all but this is now right up into voting season. i want to know when what's going on came out probably did around political season but let's go ahead uh here we are this is where we are let's see trina's verse on this one i think trina has a verse you might recognize her if you're an old school hip-hop head and direct and definitely if you're from florida you rep- recognize trina here and uh, just look at the imagery here. I mean, this is powerful. There's judges here. This appears to be judges here. No male judges. Let me see. There appears to be judges, but none of them are male. Do you guys see how powerful that is and what that's trying to tell you? So your only duty civically is to, in in, in order, let me see here, in order to get a woman, I mean, that's all you do. You, you're only going to be judged on your sexual prowess, and that's the only thing you lead with. You're on. Yep. There's all female judges. Okay. So this is all here. You'd have no importance or significance. You have no importance of significance. Just show up and think about that. Boo hoo tea. Boo hoo tea. All the people that are uh, at the voting booths, all the people that are voting, I mean, the voting, like these people here register to voting, they're all women. No men. There's no men there. None. Uh, yeah, all female judges here. Anyone can get it. Universal health care. So they're injecting in some important issues that are important to some people. The only somewhat male person in this imagery here has on high heel shoes continuing if you want to come come before the deadline come in the jacuzzi gerrymander this coochie. all right wow <laughs> if you want to come come before the deadline if you want to gerrymander something gerrymander this all right man listen i tell you man this is all you're gonna get for now let's go ahead and take this down and we got to give you a little bit of perspective here this just didn't come out of anywhere this definitely comes from our culture our culture as an American culture and some of the stereotypes that you're seeing reflected in this imagery here is we see this every day and we kind of ignore it. And some of us take advantage of it. Some of us call us play themselves players and max and PIMPs. Some of us call ourselves, you know, I got to get that booty. What about the booty coach? You know, we talk about it. I kind of com- uh, make it comedy in my show in the last year or year and a half. And this is just the reality of the situation here. Uh, I'm going to show you uh, a couple of things here. I'm going to put this up. So if you think that's weird, we're going to give you some historical context. You think that's weird. Let's go ahead and put this up. And before I get the reading, I'm going to show you some imageries here. Uh, this is Emmett Till. This is Emmett Till. Uh, obviously, you know, Emmett Till lost his life uh, pre-civil rights movement. It was one of the catalysts to start the civil rights movement historically on the timeline. Once the New York media or the northern media came down to the south and they saw what they did to that young boy. 
that was that that got people to change their minds about a lot of things. Obviously, the person who was con contributing factor to his death is still alive today. The two men that did the death uh, did the deed are not alive, but they never they actually got off twice. Now, Emmett Till was accused of doing what? Whistling at a white woman, flirting with a white woman. This is, again, the black male trying to put himself, the imagery of the stereotype of trying to go after the woman, and it's always him going after the woman or the white woman. This is a, uh, in the context of our history, this is one of the stereotypes that actually uh, came, came true, and they used that stereotype to end his life. Let's go ahead and give you another one here. Uh, let's see here. This is why did I not get this out of order? My clips are out of order. So let me go back. Uh, let's see. Sorry, man. Maybe I didn't put it up, but I was going to show you the clip of. Oh, here it is right here. Here's the clip right here. Rosewood Fanny, Fanny Rosewood. Here we go. This stereotype again. This one I'm going to probably get a little bit of a copyright for, but I'll play just a short clip of it, of this black male uh hypersexual blackmail in that stereotype being used against him and he didn't even do anything but the stereotype was used and it caused all kind of collateral damage let's go ahead and show it so jeez Ellis I show one rape I just got beat I beat badly badly he was so big He's so black, that boy. All right, so here we go right there. That's all I'm going to show because they always get sensitive here. He was so big. He was so black. So this stereotype, again, is something that has been a part of our history. And this was portrayed in the movie Rosewood. And it was the reason why in the Rosewood incident in Florida, why, why things got set off. Let's give you this another perspective here that I'm going to just show you here. This playing it out. Um, in our culture here, the hypersexualization and the myth of black male uh, sexual superiority. Let's go ahead and put this up right here. The movie Mandingo. The movie Mandingo, once again, uh, they portrayed the elite white woman having relations with the black slave, the sexually pro the sexual power slave made, uh, played by Ken Norton. And Ken Norton played a slave in which he, the, I don't want to give the movie away, you can watch it, but by, towards the end of the woman, the elitist, white woman on the plantation had access to the slave and in this there's another clip here of which the german slave owner the german woman who was hypersexualized herself and obviously she was overweight there it is playing it again she was an overweight white woman she actually would buy slaves that she can use to mate i mean she probably had other ones but one of the funniest parts of the movie was her checking the superiority of the slave all right in which he was going to use and that was her intent it appears in this movie mandingo all right so let's go ahead and take that down and then i'll show you one more thing and i'm going to read something about stereotype sexual hypersexualization of black imagery uh, we've seen this also play out this exact thing those things combined play out with clarice thomas and anita hill play out right there in public television um in the 80s and so you took a guy who was educated, who wanted to uh, get himself to the Supreme Court, be the second black man on the Supreme Court. What did they use to bring him down? His 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 marriage to a fat white woman and then him, him trying to be hypersexual towards a black woman. So this was just stereotypes uh, played out right there in front of everybody else. And they used that one thing, that one piece of imagery, that stereotype in itself to try to wreck his chance to be on the Supreme Court. 
He couldn't control himself around his black female employees. He treated them like like Jezebels. OK, and then the rest of the representation of Anita Hill was the Jezebel, even though she was an educated woman. And then, of course, he couldn't control himself and to to display he couldn't control himself. He had an overweight white woman. All right. Like the Mandingo. All right. He could. That's how that's how much of a, a cad Clarence Thomas was. Right. So let's go ahead and take that down. And I'm going to read a couple of things from here that uh, show you how we get to this point. And Joe Biden did not like Clarence Thomas. He was the one going in on him. Here it is. Sex stereotypes of African-Americans have a long history. And we are doing it today. Uh, all of our music, which we call our cultural music, which is hip hop, is infused over. I mean, it's over infused with this sexuality, sexualness. Uh, I'm going to touch on that in a minute. But we enjoy it as entertainment. And then when they use it against us, we are like, this is reprehensible. Right. But it's not. I mean, it's what we live for. So let me go down here. Here's two. There, there's there's a sex educator here, Herbert Samuels. We call him Dr. Samuels. And then there's uh, two people here, which is a woman, Mrs. Miss Miller Young, and uh, someone else. She's being interviewed about. I can't know why. But I'm going to just pick out two paragraphs here that I want to read to you related to this. Uh, potentially, you might understand what's going on. And this is Professor Sam, Professor Samuel 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 said. Well, in many ways, it's a social paradox. That if you look at the history here in the United States and really go back to the mid 1500s or so and continuing into slavery within the United States, which is not that far long ago. And even further than that, black men and women were said to be animalistic in their sexual desires. Animalistic. And we see this even in the manosphere today. OK, and that's an extension of pimp and hip hop culture, but animalistic in their sexual desires, particularly black men animalistic in their sexual desires, particularly black men in the Emmy Udoka situation. It's essentially that I know he's not an American black man, but he's, he's seen as the animalistic guy in a culture. He couldn't control his libido. And even though he had a job that was going to pay him in excess of 50, $60 million, he left it. He, he fumbled it for desires that he could not control animalistic controls and particularly targeting white women. Okay. And it says right here, that black women were very easy and responded enthusiastically towards any sexual advance that anyone would want to approach them. So here it is again, the approach game, the numbers game, the whole mode one, the whole, hey, just be forward with them. In the terms of black women, be forward with them. In terms of white women, be passive with them, right? This is the whole thing that carries out and it carries itself out right here today. What about this? And now we get to the point where if the paradox is the devaluation of what uh, if what in the erotic industry or the SW work industry is doing is the exact opposite of what would think be going on in the history and attitudes, particularly towards white society and what those attitudes have for African-American men and women. So let me go down. I'm going to scroll down and pick out another paragraph. Sorry for the ending on that one, but I want to here it is right here. Professor Sam, Professor Samuels comes in again, and this is not Kevin Samuels, but we could call him Professor too. It says right here, well, that's a double-edged sword. I mean, if you look at it from one perspective, the number of things that have been said about black men in this country, for the most part, have been about as negative as you can possibly get, that they are shiftless, that they are no good, I mean, in terms of that. And with that being said, this is true. This movie, this, this little video here by the uh, black uh, dating app, no voting, no fucking, essentially proves that and saying, 
Ninja, you don't mean nothing. You will not be registering people to vote. You will not be a judge. You will not be a police officer. You will just just come get the booty and <laughs> you will have no job. You will have no form of government ID. You will have no access to Internet. Just come to the poll and come to the poll legitimately. <laughs> OK, so here, let me go ahead and finish this one. And if you can get one positive thing out of it, if uh, someone says that you are good at sags and that your salami is big and bigger than anyone else's. That is the only positive that you can get out of all of the negatives that certain um, to a certain extent. And let me just say this. The arts, uh, the, the idea that men are good with sex and good, it's particularly black men. All right. It's actually portrayed in that clip. No voting, no effing. The women obviously desire animalistic desire for the black man and his prowess. That myth is being pushed in that in that clip. But we push that myth forward. Right. We all. Well, at least, man, I'll be out here laying these girls down. I'll be doing this. I'll be doing that. And I'll be macking them. I'll be getting them to do what and I get them to do it for free. I get them to buy me shoes. This idea that you believe that is probably one of the most positive images that you can grasp of yourself. And you push that forward when every other image of you is negative. And and even that is negative because it's not really true. It's not really true. It's not as true as you would make it believe. Okay, so it's all, oh, I got the job. I got the swing and I'll be piping them down. We're going to show you that. And this this video that we're supposed to be appalled by is showing that, that 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 is your only value to the black woman. And she's trained to realize that that is your only value. And that's the only positive that you can grasp from today's society and culture. And you grasp it. OK, let's get into this part. And it says right here, it says right here. And, and I think some black men have bought into the myth that they are hypersexual and that their sexual prowess and the size and the uh, physicality is greater than others. And this myth has been pushed forward when we now get to the next uh, slide here in a minute. This we're going to show you where this myth came from. All right. And it says right here, it's sort of a false identity that sets up and you buy into it. You buy into that myth yourself rather than discovering who you are as an individual. So when you say, and I know there's some dudes saying this ain't true. This is true because this, that image itself is actually being pushed right here. Look, look right here in this video, this idea that you're superior and that that is your, that is how you judge yourself, right? You don't judge yourself on anything else. Even when you're successful in other endeavors, even when you're Emmy Adoka and you're probably going to be the coach of the year, you lean on that part. You lean in hard on that part. Not only that, that's what you do all day is swipe, 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 simp, simp, simp. And you can't do anything else in life and, uh, all throughout your day other than that. So when we see this and we're appalled by it, just think this is a stereotype that you guys continue to push forward. You guys continue to do it. All right. And, and we do it. But let's get into this. Let me see if I need to do some contributions here. All right. Because we're going to get into the history of some of these things that uh, we're going to get into the stereotype. And then we're also going to get into some of these representation. This isn't the first time we've seen a political ad targeting black men specifically. I mean, it's only targeted black men, nobody else. And we're going to see that there's a legit history history of all political parties doing this. All right. Anyway, shout out to Edmund Dantes. He says a Christian influencer got holy water breast implants. He says, I huddle. I'm huddled in my bunker waiting for the asteroid coach. 
uh, Christian influencer got holy water on her. Holy. Oh, no. The, the breast implants are filled with holy water. Wow. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Yeah, we gone. We gone. Shout out to uh, Carlos says, damn, he said they really did this and included that guy as well. R.I.P. to the community. Man, this is nothing new. I know a lot of times we don't think anything happened before the year 1980. If you were a young guy, what happened before 1980? Nothing significant. Um, you don't think that these stereotypes carry on. I did the great show about Lizzo, about the, the about the representation the that she represents the Jezebel. She also represents the Sapphire and the Mammy all wrapped into one. And we might think that we're progressive and we've pushed forward through some of these stereotypes and we gotten bigger and better from it. But I think we still carry these on. Hasn't been that long ago since these stereotypes became true, uh, but, but became a part of our culture. And we still live them today. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you. Shout out to Stormy. Start the Stormy Daniels here. He says, yo, coach, Stormy just passing by. Kanye named Margaret Sanger and the NWO on Fox News. He named them. Whoa. New, 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 new world order. And uh, if you think about kind of the Margaret Sanger thing, I've done several streams on her. She basically, um, her, her thing was essentially like, we need to tamp down the hypersexuality of the community because they tend to procreate at rates that if we let this go, they're going to be in greater numbers than we are willing to handle. So what they did was they didn't come make an announcement. They didn't tell their intentions to these people. They basically said, we're here to help. And then they said, we're here to help you and offer forms of help that you thought these people were doing you good. And essentially they did you the opposite and help themselves. So it, it's, it's what it is. <laughs> it's what it is. But wow. Shout out to Mr. Albert. He says, now they see why we are getting our passports right? we are getting our passports but uh, yeah because that's all they're 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 gearing you up for our only need is this just do our bidding when we need you to we showed you that one woman uh, about a month ago that talked about Kevin Samuel's followers and and um what's our brother's name Tyreek Nasheed not Tyreek something Nasheed I I'm bad with names I don't mean to disrespect Tariq Nasheed Nasheed so they talked about, and then she was kind of like, yeah, we need help from you, brothers. But you Cameo Samuels and Mr. Nasheed followers, right? <laughs> it's not Tyreek. It's Tariq. Oh, it is Tariq. Yes, it is Tariq. Sometimes I say names and it doesn't seem right. All right. XL Pro Services, a shout out to you for being here again. DGC Moore's doubling up. He says, no BMs for me, Latinas and Kaylee's. I think you mean BWs, but Latinas and Kaylee's from here on out. And he says, these mammies. These mammy types are loco. Go Brandon. And they hate to hear people say these things because that means that they don't have, they're not, they don't have the quite the control that they have over you. So they do have a series of names. If you do go apart the party lines, right? Lame, educated, lame. You will sell out uncle Tom Coon. Um, um, and all these type of things. If you go a passport, you're a virgin incel and wife beater and you run it from child support. These are all controlling mechanisms that they would use against you, your mama black, and, and um, instead of understanding it or just letting you go all together. See, they know they need you in the end, and their call to action is always going to be, listen, uh, we'll promise you something in the end. Just do our bidding now. It's similar to when women reach out to you and they're on their last leg financially, and they say, look, I'll make it up to you. I'll do whatever you want. Just, just do this. All right, I need this now. I need you to act now. And I'll be able to do whatever you want going into the future. Well, we know that's a false promise. We know that's a false promise. That's not going to be carried out. 
And then when you call for whatever you need to do, okay, I did that thing for you in an emergency. Now it's a week later. I need you to do this. Then you're going to be called all kind of names and rapist, rapist and saltist and how dare you. And I didn't mean those type of things. And you think with one head and when they insinuated that that's what they're going to do. Matter of fact, the, the video insinuates that once you do the voting, you can do the entering. Hey, it's a real, and I'm being real here and I don't want to, um, listen, you can take whatever political opinion you can from this, but the reality is the reality. And I have the microphone here and I'm not trying to sway anybody to do whatever you need to do here, but this is comes from a long history of stereotypes of beating each other down of not, respecting each other and all of this and we live this out today shout out to mr swain in the building mr eb swain he says this solidified me from lee he said leaving the community he was like this is the last straw this is the last straw and of course you know the role and shout out to you that's a generous super chat a lot of brothers will recognize that it's hard to get the other side you're what they would call your counterpart to recognize that this is being played against you as well. And it's actually used against them. So the women female counterpart in this doesn't realize her role. She just needs you to do this because she feels a certain way politically and that that her, her false promise will be carried out. And it never does. She gets egg on her face as well. And eventually she's going to be swayed the wrong way and use kind of like in the movie Mandingo, the bed winch. And so they use her to sway you sexually. And then the bed winch is being used uh, while you're sleeping in slave quarters. And then she's going to get her, she's got to do her second job, which is to carry out the duties of the plantation owner, right? So, and, but we never see those things, those things we never see. And if we do see them, we kind of just, you know, we kind of just see it and just, we don't see it. We want, we don't want to think about it. These plantation politics are being played out uh, a lot, <laughs> a lot. Uh, shout out to one Mike at a time. He says, before I went to sleep, CGA was streaming. I woke up. CGA streaming again. Shout out to everyone in the building. Shout out to Lawar Moore back in the building. He says, what a world we live in. Shaking my head. It's insane. It's absolutely insanity. Shout out to Dewanis Alexander. He says, bring your STDs to the poll. <laughs> How sad is that? We got a couple more. He said, bring your STDs to the poll. How about we have cure for those things, man? That's running rampant. We got a couple people that came in here. Boy, y'all got a lot to say. He says, uh, Eric S says, coach, he says, got let go from a good career. Uh-oh. So I could focus on my career. But my education to fall back on, he says, I'm glad I have been listening to you, especially working with our hands. You said men always do well while working with our hands. So true. Many thanks. Men need trades, period. And this time we need trades. So even if you're a barber, or you actually have prowess to be able to cut hair, you might have to whip out them clippers coming up. A couple more. My uh, my friends, uh, my friends, oh, says all ethnic groups have bottom feeders, but this minority group in America continuously creates entertainment around their bottom feeding percentage instead of the top percent. Yeah, he says, and this is what legacy brothers want to save. And I want to say this, that this conversations have been going on between philosophers, even as uh, early as W.D.B. Dubois versus Booker T. Washington, in which W.E.B. Dubois was basically um, an, an elite or an aristocrat or associated with the aristocrats. And he would always say we need to be working on um, focusing on the, the talented 10. And that's what we need to focus on. And not, uh, I mean, listen, don't sound too bad, but 
uh, but Booker T. Washington was more oriented on uh, working in labor, working in jobs instead of trying to show how dependent you are on corporations and so forth and so on. We need to work with our hands and with pride in order to build the community. And we still have these conversations today. It's interesting stuff, man. Uh, do your own history on that one to break it down. And I was very general on that one. So don't tell me, well, naturally, WBE Dubois, you know, WD. New, 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 new world order. <laughs> All right. Anyway. <laughs> uh, and shout out to Chris Brenoir and Brooklyn T. Washington. They had this conversation too in the ring. Uh, let me see here. <laughs> Where are you at? Uh, let's see here. Those debates are very much fire. Shout out. And, you know, this is me just extending myself and what my knowledge base is. It's more than just women, but of course it's history. So people are going to come in here and say I was wrong. <laughs> Last one, zero fallout says, feel sorry for the brothers that got, uh, to lip that got to live up to the stereotype as an Asian. I have no expectation in the bed. They surprised when I give them the five stroke special instead of the two <laughs> zero fallout, my Asian brothers. Wow. Well, yeah, that has been used against you. But the obvious stereotype is that you're good at math and then people do heat that on you. But if you're bad at math, <laughs> uh, I'm bad at math, but people expect it. All right. Let me do two more because I got to get going. Larry Leisure says uh, paying my due CGA. Saucy Santana got some bars, coach. Yeah, he does. I heard Saucy is featured on your upcoming album. Nope. Oh, no. And then my friends. Oh, says Trina and Saucy won't face the same criticism as their fellow rapper ice cube krs1 and the other top rappers made self-destruction for our generation to push for balance and that balance is gone now it's gone mm -hmm, mm -hmm. all right let's get back into the show thank you brothers for the support and letting your voice be heard let's give you a historical perspective on how these stereotypes have been used against you again and again in media and so forth and then we'll give you uh we'll we'll, we'll Okay, before we do that, I gotta I gotta address this because this is this is an article talking about uh, how menstrual shows menstrual, not menstrual, like not not menstrual, like ovulation and period. We're talking about menstrual shows led to us led us to uh, racist stereotypes in culture today that exist today. They said today, and guys, these exist, exist today, and we carry them out. I mean, even if the the little pimp culture and the the Mac and the player stuff. Uh, let's talk about this. I'm going to go down here, scrolling down. It says how we got here. Many of these harmful characteristics or characters were created from menstrual shows in the form of popular entertainment in the United States in the 1800s. Not that long ago, menstrual show entertainment was kind of a precursor to vaudeville. And it says right here, it says it involved all male troops of white entertainers who were blacked up and AKA put on blackface and perform acts designed to mimic and caricaturize black people. Now, we kind of do this ourselves now, right? Because the idea of blackface, the, actually, it's almost the anniversary of the movie Jazz Singer, which Al Z Jolson uh, portrayed himself in blackface. One of the first, if not most popular movies shown in America. All right. There was the birth of a nation. And then there was the Jazz Singer, Al Jolson, which characterized a white guy in blackface. Well, white, I say white because I want to survive on YouTube. But uh, with that being said. <laughs> We now, because Al Jolson and the blackface was actually denigrated and actually taken down, we've actually they actually hired black men to do it themselves and black women to do the characters themselves. You're going to hear this right here. All right, let's go into it right quick. And it says right here, the shows which started in New York City were very popular with working class whites. And it says right here, especially immigrants who were used to 
who use them to divine the way that they are, wait, divine the ways they're not black. So the immigrants, damn, this is actually present today. It says it were popular, popular with working class white folks, especially immigrants who use them to define the ways they were not black. Wow. The shows dehumanize African-Americans as being buffoonish and able to withstand extreme forms of violence. Good Lord. And it says right here, so there's quite a bit of comedic slapstick spectacle, which emphasized the way the black body could endure, which is really important in this cultural moment. I'm going to scroll down here. They're going to talk about a couple of ones here. The character, the caricatures that they displayed um, was the mammy. We talked about that last week. And the mammy was basically this, the happy, the happy, big black uh, woman. All right. And so we do have the mammy today, which is Lizzo. Okay. Lizzo is the modern day mammy. We talked about that today. And she also has the Jezebel. And then when she's confronted with her, she turns into the Sapphire. She, she's rolled up in one. She's got it all rolled up in one. All the popular stereotypical caricatures uh, of black women, uh, she rolls them all up into one. <laughs> okay. Let's go ahead and eat right here. It says right here. We'll skip the mammy part right here, but then it goes into the original Aunt Jemima. It goes into the Aunt Jemima, and it says right here was an older woman dressed as though she were still living on the plantation with a handkerchief to cover her hair. Now, today, we don't have a handkerchief to cover hair. Today, we have a bonnet. <laughs> I tell you, bro, when we think, when we think we've progressed, we actually regress. I'll read that again. And then Apple pushes forward. I tell you, man, listen, there's nothing new under the sun, right? It says right here, the original Aunt Jemima was an older woman dressed as though she was still living on the plantation with the handkerchief covering her hair. Uh, she spoke in a likely invented dialect. Ebonics and um, the company hired women to portray her at the World's Fair expositions, which they don't have anymore. And it says right here, quote, it made white people happy because look at her. She's smiling and she wanted to eat, uh, wanted you to eat those pancakes. <laughs> and if she's smiling, is she happy? And we don't feel that bad for her, even though her conditions, uh, she's suffering. A couple other archetypes and stereotypes here. Other archetypes invented around the same time was the black dandy. The black dandy, which was who is an arrogant, ostentatious man who tried to appear dignified, but wasn't. Let's show you examples of the black dandy. Okay, hold on for a second. You guys think there's nothing, something new. So in our culture, many times, I'll show you this one. This guy right here, Bishop Don Magic Wand. He represented the dandy. Okay. He's very much what they call they 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 called him arrogant, ostentatious, and he tried to appear dignified. Another example of the dandy would be people like this. All right. People, this is the as a matter of fact, these people still call themselves black dandies. As you see right here, see black dandy. Here's black dandyism. Here it is represented into the flare and the this and that, right? So this is a stereotype. Even today, we embraced it. This woman right here, here it is, female black dandies. This was a stereotype from minstrel shows. 
And so, yeah, people call him the classic man and all this stuff, but particularly in the South. What is this woman's name right here? I can never remember her name. She represents the, uh, it says the, the, the masculine, the female masculine black male dandy, but she's female. I can't remember her name. What's her name? Uh, but anyway, so this is the, they, they call themselves, this is right here, black dandy. So that, that's a stereotype here. And here it is right here. Her name is Janelle Monet. Okay. So her, her appearance is I'm dignified. I'm, I'm up the up. Look, I, I'm dressed in dandy clothes. And you're supposed to believe she's smarter, smarter because she appears smarter. But the stereotype was that it was she was a, that person, not she. That person was actually a buffoon. They weren't as smart as they appeared. It says right here. Let me read it again. It says right here. Other archetypes invented around the same time was the black dandy, an arrogant, ostentatious man who tried to appear dignified, but wasn't. And they and they use that through clothing. Uh, there's other examples of that in Sanford and Son. There was a couple of black dandies. They dressed good, but they were a wino kind of drinking around, right? They had, but they had they had the clothes on, you know. They, as long as they had the suit on, they could they could get by. You know what I mean? They could get by. So let's go ahead and continue here. And it says, "And Jim Crow, a stereotypical slave. Jim Crow was a stereotypical slave. That's where they get the phrase Jim Crow. The Jezebel was a sexually promiscuous woman." And then there was a character of Uncle Tom, the male version of the Mammy character, named after the novel uh, by abolitionist Harriet, Harriet Beecher Stowe in Uncle Tom's Cabin. I'm going to read a little bit more so you get the stereotype. As the minstrel shows reached their heights at the turn of the century, going into the 1900s, the troops would travel through the country, putting on shows sometimes in places without many black people. And then in these communities and cities that didn't have a lot of African-Americans, these images began to take on a level of truth for them. And it says, so you can see how stereotypes start to plant seeds and really foster into the way in interaction and interpreting people of other races and ethnicities. Do we see this today? Do we see this today? Now, there's people who live in segregated areas in our country, but they're still exposed to imagery of black men. Let me give you an example of that today. Uh, this guy is a rapper. And he goes by the name Da Baby, in which most of his presentation is somewhat comical. You almost can't take him seriously. At one particular point, he wore a diaper. That's why he got the name Duh Baby. And if you know anything about hip-hop culture, most of the money that these hip-hop cultures make are from suburban whites, in which these suburban whites don't have any many black people around them. Uh, and their, their, their caricatures or their imagery of black male is through music and through social media and so forth and so on. Okay. And... um. With that being said, I grew up in a suburban neighborhood during the album uh, uh, N.W.A. and Ice Cube and the height of Baby Got Back and Hip Hop Hooray. So I went to high school during those times. Now, many white people didn't have any black students that they could talk to. And so when they saw me, the first thing they did was they be hip hop hooray. That was the first thing they would say to me. <laughs> All right, they walk up to me like crisscross in Cypress Hill, you know, and I'm sitting there like, why are you doing that? Why are you having a Caesar? Well, they haven't been exposed to many real caricatures or characteristics of black people. And so thus, that was all they knew. And that was how they were, would re relate. Now, black men at that particular point, you could do one or two things. You could put on your glasses and you say, this is disgusting and reprehensible. I would never listen to anything like that. Or, 
or you can join in the fun. <laughs> you can join into the fun. Hip hop, hooray. And you can live the stereotype. You can be their flavor flake. And so this is what many people have chosen to do in this culture. They did they did this and they said, we're going to monetize ourselves and simply play into the stereotype that was not invented that far long ago. All right. And so this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. So again, when we go back to the original and you say this is reprehensible, well, are we playing into it? Are we living up to it? Sounds like we are. We can't, we can't be mad that they're using that against us because even today, we are using the first thing we lead in with is our sexual prowess, our ability to give women, our hypersexuality towards black women and using them as just pump and dumps and then going in talking about how we get white women. Of course, some of these things you can push towards me. Um, and then our ability to dance and clown around okay let's see here and or or dress up use dress and attire to distinguish yourself use dress and attire to distinguish yourself as a means to be able to communicate effectively when sometimes you're a buffoon you're just a buffoon in nice clothes okay dandyism it's a it's a stereotype it's a stereotype here here's another example of it here it's a stereotype <laughs> Right. The stereotype persists and it is we actually accept it today, not realizing that this is a stereotype. Uh, but that we're going to be done with that part. We're going to be done with that part. Let me uh, close some of these tabs before my computer shuts down. I'm going to close some tabs. Now we're going to get into the history of the politicizing of these images. All right. Of these images of, of brothers and whatnot. Uh, OK, uh, I was going to go into this one. I showed this clip because I wanted to show this image of the hypersexual black male. This is typically dance hall music, which is Carrie Bean down in the Carrie Beans. But you have things like the slam dancing, which this one also was reflected in the article about how how people use their bodies right to endure, and men could you know do into this slapstick comedy type dancing, and then we can abuse bodies right and still show up the next day. So this is all this is all stereotype. I just want you to know. It's like if you if you don't want to acknowledge this, this is it we just read it from somebody who contributed to this show via uh, entertainment, but this is this is it. This is menstrual show activity carried out. And when you then see get your booty to the poll, when you then get to see no voting, no you you can't be mad. <laughs> you can't be mad because this is how you represent yourself. Look, this is how you represent yourself. By the way, every video that I'm going to show you is on YouTube. So don't come to my show saying I showed something that I brought it up. This is all on YouTube currently. None of it is censored. None of it is uh, against community guidelines, apparently. So it's all on YouTube and so forth and so on, as you see here. Okay, so <laughs> I tell you. So this is buffoonery at its peak. So when you do then see, I had to turn the music down. When you do then see this representation of you're just a hypersexual male, you got good sexual prowess. We need that. So in order to get it, you need to go to the poll. Let's go on into this one. So I might not, I might have to turn this one down, but this one is in September 2020. It has, oh, it's age restricted on YouTube. So I'm not gonna play it. But um, I'll just show you a couple images. 
There's the booty, which everybody might like the booty. She got to be thick. All right. They actually led with that. That's the end. That's the opening thing. And a woman's in a G string and she's going to go stripper. Obviously, we're going straight to stripping. Okay. Let me go ahead here. There's the booty again. That's all you care about. Obviously, in life, that's according to them. And uh, doesn't matter what guys, sometimes it don't matter what the face look like. These people be butter faces at best. And so she's giving a very political speech here of how it's important. These are strippers, professional, by the way. I don't know who would go into a club with these people, but she's giving a very soul rendering speech of how you guys need to go to the poll, how it's important to you to go there. And then on side of it, as if this wasn't important enough, you still got stripper activity on the side. This is called Get Your Booty to the Pole. It was a song. Get your booty to the pole using actual strippers. Okay. And this was the first attempt, not the first attempt that they use to get and sway black men because it is what it is. I thought I had it larger on the screen for you, brothers. Y'all like make it larger. Make it larger. Okay. You want to see another point? Uh, let's go. We'll go into Malcolm X in a second. Uh, this is a guy named uh 2021 Chains. <laughs> <laughs> Two chains. I said 21 chains. Two chains is his name. 21 sat. I'm gonna click this one off. Uh two two sat 21 chains. I think his name is two chains. Now, here it is around politics. He is kind of a stereotypical, I would say, a Jim Crow, if you will, or a he's not the dapper dandy. But um, he's the thug image, which was another characterization created and push forward on a lot of men in order to fit in the thug image. So he is the thug. He is a recording artist, actual recording artist. And around the politics time, this is what he does. Let's go ahead and roll it. Hold on. Let me get to the beginning. How y'all doing? I want to... So this is the dandy that he's going to act now dignified, and he's going to be arrogant and ostentations and all that stuff as they describe. Let's continue. Give a shout out to ATL. I want to give a shout out um, to the beautiful people out in the crowd that came out here today. Um, I'm excited about tomorrow. I'm excited about change. We all know that the stakes are high. This next election is so many things that's just unanswered. We trying to figure out COVID. We trying to figure out, you know, social inequalities. I have to fair use this, so I have to pause it. So I'm sorry. But he's given a dignified and very much, you know, a lot of these guys are really smart and intelligent, but they play a character which is based on the stereotype. They'll admit that. And they're using, I can't hate on them. I'm not hating on them, but they admit on that. Because uh, then when they get called out for being stupid, they'll bring out a video of them being the valedictorian at their school. They'll bring out their report card. They'll show a picture of their degree. But when they're rapping, and, and doing their menstrual show, they show you no degrees. They show you no uh, valedictorian. They don't even brag about it. Uh, so it's a stereotype. Let's go ahead and uh, uh, continue here. You know, women's rights. You know what I mean? So many things we're trying to tackle. I think this next administration that I support, which is Biden-Harris, they offer something different. I speak on being different. I speak on embracing being different. And without further ado, I'm different. 
Who different? Hands up. Hands up. Hands up. Hands up. Okay, one, one two, two, three. Who different? I'm different. Yeah, I'm different. Who different? I'm different. Yeah, I'm different. Let's vote. I'm different. Yeah, I'm different. Let's vote. Pull up to the scene with my cylinder. 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 Middle finger up to my commander. I'm different. Yeah, I'm different. Okay, let's stop right here. <laughs> let's stop right there. Whoa, 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 So when we see these things played out, right? We see these caricatures. <laughs> let me let me close that down. All right, we see these caricatures. Then we can't get mad. This is nothing new. They do this to you, brothers, every single time. And then we see it again. They play it in front of us. We get appalled. And then we live the stereotypes. And then when they do it again, it's just a repeated message. Let's go ahead and give you another example right here. Um, let me see here. I got I, I to gotta pull it up because I forgot it. Uh, let's see here. I'll give you another one. Let's uh, pull this up. Let me see. I can't play this song. I can't play the song. But we're going to show you that this app has done this. This is the second or third time they've done it. And this is going to be juvenile. Juvenile, Juvie, the rapper. Here's the app again, black. There's the black app right there. But this time they use Juvenile and Manny Fresh to do another rendition of their popular song, Back That Thing Up. But instead of Back That Thing Up, they used Vax That Thing Up to get you to, before you engage in your hypersexuality, you're going to do what? You're going to get that card. You're going to get that, you're going to get that poke card. Right. This is again, they use the they use the stereotype of the hypersexual male, the 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 dapper dandy, the um the 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 rapper, the gangster, the thug, right? And they are like, that's how we're gonna relate to you. We can't get you there otherwise. So this is gonna be it. <laughs> this is gonna be it. Uh and there, there's the only rendition of the male. He's all he's all in his app. He can't get off Instagram and he's gotta have booty jiggling. And he's got to have sexual innu innuendo all the time. There you go. Oh, the twerk, by the way. We were going to talk about the twerk. We're going to get to twerking in a minute. Uh, it's got to be booty out. I tell you, man. I tell you. <laughs> they do it to you brothers every time. Uh, let's see here. We don't. Listen, I have more. I have more of this. Let's see here. I have more. Oh, Juvenile appears twice in our video today. And I'm not dissing the rapper per se. They got to do whatever they do. They got to pay the bills. So Juvenile again was used for a Democratic candidate named Tom Sawyer. And yes, I'm going to get to Republicans in a minute. Chill out. Juvenile appears with uh, a former presidential candidate out of California named Tom Steyer. Did I say Sawyer? <laughs> Tom Steyer. And here it is here. And this is basically Tom Sire's swan song. He was losing in the primaries, and this was his last act. And he actually stepped down from the primaries the day after this. But it wasn't because of this. They already had it planned, but he was getting annihilated, so he stepped down. So uh, Jay Winnow is performing Back That Thing Up, and Tom Stoyer here. Here's the plantation owner right here. Here's Chicken George. Uh, here it is here, the minstrel show. He's going to emulate and copy what you do. Here's what the white students would do to me. All right, this is how I can relate. Only way I can relate to you and pander for votes. And here's Tom Stoyer, embar okay, Tom Steyer, embarrassing himself 
with the only way he thinks he can relate to you men. This is it. And so when we say who's the sellouts and who's the Uncle Toms in our community, when we talk about it, we usually aim it towards the educated lame or the talented 10th, a la W.E.B. Du Bois. But who tends to be the most and do the most damage is the people who uphold the stereotype. All right. That's tends that tends to be the most damage done. And that tends to be the person the the person who they aim the most low aiming information towards. I'll get to some Republicans here. I'll get to some Republicans so you guys don't think I'm just aiming this at Democrats. Uh, here's one example here um, of um, of Easy E getting kind of unwittingly, unknowingly by George H.W. Bush in early 1990s. This was after the the album Straight Out of Compton dropped, and I think mistakenly Eric Wright, the known. He was invited to a Republican Party fundraiser, obviously, maybe to chin check him on his straight uh, straight out of Compton album, maybe to get some intel on him, maybe to see if he showed up. And he showed up. He showed up. And so he shows up to the political fundraiser in Washington, D.C. He's the only ninja prior to President Obama's office to actually appear in the White House. And so when you think about ninjas with attitudes in a time where. It was very difficult to actually get any positive attention from this particular group of people, the Republican Party, to have Easy e to uh, sit up in the White House at a fundraiser in Washington, D.C. was 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 groundbreaking. It was off the charts. Now, what did Easy e represent? The drug dealer, the person that he represented, the Nino Brown. Right. Even though we actually look at it and we talk about how real of a G he is and all these things and how important he was to hip-hop because without him you wouldn't have many many hip-hop artists we have to say the image that got him in the door was a stereotypical image that's been pushed upon us uh in every single way that we capitalize uh we many try to capitalize many times it's your only way out it's your only ticket out of the hood all right um that's that's him and uh he's not the only one we've had donald trump Let's go to the video of Donald Trump doing the exact same thing. We're going to click on Donald Trump. Here's Donald Trump doing the same thing. So Donald Trump invites Kanye West in one of the most bizarre interviews there were. Um, whether you agree or not with what was said in the interview, Donald Trump is listening to Kanye, who is, you know, he's he's not all there sometimes, and sometimes he is. But Because in an alternate universe, I am him. And I have to go and get him free because he was doing positive inside of Chicago. Oh, I love Hillary. I love everyone. Right. But now, Donald Trump, he wants to get this over with. He he's like, please don't embarrass me. Um, This is your 15 minutes of fame. I just don't do anything. And then Kanye West essentially embarrasses him. Donald Trump is grinning his teeth right now. This is a plantation owner, essentially, with Chicken George or whoever else. We're going to bring the slave in to talk. Jim Brown's next to him, which many people were surprised Jim Brown would be next to him. But uh, here it is. The campaign plantation politics. Just didn't make me feel as a guy that didn't get to see my dad all the time. Like a guy that could play. You know, when you went to the principal's office, this was your principal back in the 80s and the 90s. <laughs> you try to explain principal ain't never seen a black person in his life. All right, other than the ones that washed his car and shined his shoes. And so he's trying to listen intent. Look how Trump is listening intently to Kanye rambling. Rambling. He's incoherent, even though he probably could be coherent if you gave him some time. 
He's nervous and he's rambling. Catch with his son. It was something about when I put this hat on, it made me feel like Superman. You made a Superman. That was that's my favorite superhero. You have to bring manufacturing on shore, in not even shore, into the core. Is that about the borders, the core of Adidas? And Chicago is the core of Middle America. We have to make middle look at your so out of all the people you can bring on. And listen intently, it tends to be the wrong people. And they do this over and over again. Like, come on, man. Can we get, you know, Kanye, listen, could you get somebody else? You know, that that wasn't the best representation. So for the people who are going to say I leaned towards the uh, Democrats on this one, yes, I did. But I, I did show you two or so examples of the Republicans doing this as well. George Bush, George W. Bush, and then Donald Trump. All right. It's always the rapper. It's always the kind of the one who's pushed a certain vibe or sexuality or whatever into the, the culture. And that's who gets invited to the table. All right. Let me give you a couple more. All right. I got some more for y'all. Let's get Obama real quick. Let's go ahead and get Obama. So you can see that he did the exact same thing. He has not been immune from this one and all the good things here um, of all the people who tended to be invited into his office. It tended to be, the 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 people who push many of the most negative stereotypes across the board. Of course, you could be like, well, no, J. Cole in there and Commons in there. Okay, come on. Let's just call it what it was. All right. You got Rick Ross and DJ Collett gets in the door. How does DJ Collett get in there? It looks like they're posing with Obama in a cutout. There's Janelle Monet. There she is, the black dandy, the stereotype herself. Let me see if I can make this a little larger. Maybe I can't. Okay, here it is right here, a little bit larger for you. The black dandy, stereotypical Janelle Monet gets in there. Busta Rhymes, Ludacris gets in. Um, I can't tell who this person is right here. I see Kanye, I see J. Cole and Common. Uh, DJ Khaled gets in. Uh, this looks like potentially, um, what's his name? I can't remember the brother's name. See, I can't even remember nap rappers' names. Uh, there's the brother here. What's his name? <laughs> All right. Uh, I know their name, but I can't. I draw blanks when I when I get to Kendrick Lamar, Kendrick Lamar. I draw blanks when I get to names, man. It's something bad. I don't know what happens to me when I get to names, but it seems like Obama used the black stereotypical male. And what he did was to show how cool and street cred he is. He was like, look, I'm cool. I hang out and can understand, even though black Obama was probably known to not be one of these guys. But he used the imagery opposite of what everybody did. He's like, look, I'm cool with these guys. And thus, you will vote the way I want you to vote just to show you I'm cool with these guys. So that's kind of how Obama used it. Again, out of all the intellectuals you can be associating with, they seem to always go to this caricature. Let me go back here. And so when we get to this, when we get to why are they pushing this imagery? Well, it is what it is. Here's um Black Lives Matter twerking as a twerking tribute to Martin Luther King. Y'all getting the show today. So in all the ways you can say a tribute to Martin Luther King and then show the Washington mon Monument, this is how we're, we're going to do it. I'm not going to play the music. I'm just going to show it briefly. This is Black Lives Matter's rendition um, sponsored by BLM themselves, right here. This is this is directly sponsored through the Black Lives Matters organization. 
All right. So <laughs> when you talk about who the sellouts are, I mean, listen, it's hard. I mean, I know it's it's easy to call me the Uncle Tom and the Coon and all of this stuff. I mean, this is a long video of booty. This is a long, long video of booty. I mean, this is what we're doing. <laughs> okay. Oh, man, this is what we're doing. So I'm showing you here. This is when we get to where we got. Uh, let me see. I'm going to close this down right there. We'll show you one. I got one. No, I got one, two, three. Nope. I'm going to close that down. I got three more. Three more. Then we'll end it off with Malcolm X and then the Super Chats. So essentially, then what happens is then the politicians take on this life of themselves, right? So here it is. This is going to be Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris is then going to figure out how to associate with the lowest common denominator. And the way to do it is not through speech. It's not through talking to philosophers. It's not bringing CGA in. It's just going to be to do this. That's an Indian woman essentially doing the doing minstrel show characterization, saying she's a black woman dancing. I mean, come on, man. I mean, listen, <laughs> come on, guys. This is a this is a blackface. This is someone in blackface dancing. All right, with people, and then we're doing the whole minstrel show again. All right, we ain't done, brothers. We ain't done. I'm giving y'all laying down the hammer. We'll go ahead and show you this. We'll show you this right here. Put it down here, uh, right here. Let's go ahead and listen. And of course, they get some minstrels to cooperate. This looks like it looked like Karen Owens for a second. Not Karen Owens, Candace Owens, but it's not. I don't think it is. No more questions. They said no. She has to go. She what's what's something that you always carry with you? Hot Just sauce. Really? You yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Are you getting information right now? <laughs> Hot sauce. Hot sauce wow. in my bag, swag. Hot sauce. Really? Yes. Now, listen, yes. I just want you to know, people are going to see this and say, okay, she's pandering to black people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is it working? I, 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 this is not sponsored by any show. This is not sponsored by the Republican Party or Donald Trump. This is not sponsored by the Democrat or the Independent. I'm just showing you. <laughs> More questions? They said no, she has to go. She what's what's something that you always carry with you? Hot just sauce. Really? You yeah. Yeah. Really? Are you getting information right now? <laughs> Hot sauce. Hot sauce wow. in my bag, swag? 
Hot sauce. Really? Yes. Now yes. listen, I just want you to know people are going to see this and say, okay, she's pandering to black people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is it working? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we got to really define what the Uncle Tom is in our community. We need to define, we need to really define it because I'm appalled that, that I get called so many Uncle Toms. I mean, and y'all be cackling next to the master who be giving y'all nothing. All right. Uh, we're, I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. We're going to give you another one right here. This is all from the same thing. Who who did they reach to? They reached to the music industry, which would be Charlemagne and whatnot, the rapper and all that, Cardi B. Let's go. Let's go ahead and show you this one right here. You guys have seen this one. Saved your political life in the primaries this year. They have things they want from you. And one of them is a black Wait a minute. Who will be Joe's running mate? Black people saved your political life in the primaries. Yeah, so remember I told you that uh, uh, Joe Biden was actually struggling in the primaries, finishing third, fourth, and fifth in many of the early primaries. He actually abandoned, I believe, the New Hampshire or the Vermont primary uh, because he was getting slaughtered by Pete Booty Gig, and he was getting slaughtered by Pete, all right? And he, he literally left, didn't campaign there, went to South Carolina directly, put money in the hands of that black minister. That black minister supported him and off Joe Biden ran. All right. That was all. They said Joe Biden is obviously the front runner. And that's what Charlemagne is acknowledging at this point. Saved your political butt by voting for you in South Carolina primary. Now, this is what Joe Biden has to say. All right. Um, in relation to that going forward before he picked Kamala. Let's go ahead and um, listen. This year, they have things they want from you, and one of them is a black woman running mate. What, what do you say to them? What I say to them is that I'm not acknowledging anybody who is being considered, but I guarantee you there are multiple black women being considered. Multiple. And they didn't pick one, <laughs> right? And he still didn't pick one, but that's neither here nor there. Man had a follow-up question, but got interrupted by someone off camera saying their time was up. The radio host instead invited Biden to come back, but Joe's response was off-putting. Listen, you got to come see us when you come to New York, VP Biden. I a, will. It's a long way until November. We got more questions. You got more okay. questions, but I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. So again, we're going to pander to the stereotype. That's where it goes right there. I mean, we go right back to the stereotype of the race car pulling back your blackness. You don't live in the black stereotype. You're not one of us. You don't tap dance. You don't sing. You don't rap. You don't grab your nuts and balls. I mean. You come to New York, VP Biden. I a, will. It's a long way until November. We got more questions. You got more okay. questions. But I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. I mean, that's. <laughs> Look at this picture here. I mean, that's definitely something a plantation owner probably would say as well. You're not one of us. Um, I've done some dumb things. And I'll do dumb things again. Uh, and so when we get to the modern day situation here, uh, this is what we this is where we end up. And so if you're appalled by this, there's a couple of things you can do. You can actually change who you are and how you're portrayed or. You can continue to allow this to happen and see the, your representation being portrayed like this, where you don't get a good positive part. This is a, I believe Trina's trying to say she's in the White House. She's in the seat here. You have imageries of, um, there's the guy polling there, 
but no black male representation on the judges here. This is kind of like the Supreme Court. No black males. This is all black females. Then you have him who's an alternative lifestyle black male um, who doesn't probably have his black maleism anymore. And the only contribution you're going to make, let's see if I can get to that part, is going to be. And so here you go. Here the you have black, by the way, sister, I had to take a break. You've been on, on my mind. <laughs> she been on my mind. But um, continuing. You do have the black women hypersexualized as well, right? <laughs> Continuing on here. Anybody know her name? Let me know. This one right here. Anybody know who she is? You can let me know. But let's go back to let's get serious again. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. No voting, no love. No if the coochie is the goal. Okay, so here we go. If the coochie is the goal, listen to that. If the coochie is the goal, the only representation they have of the black male right here is someone's exhausted from sexual activity. If the coochie is the goal, I'm interested in hearing what's next. Go ahead and pose. What? If it's what? If the coochie is the goal, go ahead and pose. If the coochie is the goal, go hit the polls. Period. Period. And so there is uh, now some more physical, uh, that physical abuse type of thing here. And he's got his eyes bucked. We need to realize who's these playing the stereotypical. So eyes bucked and you got bucked. I bucked today. <sighs> well, before we get to the super chats, I just want to play this message for you. Um, you know, we had a good time here. We just over an hour, hour and a half. We'll see kind of what we've been going through of what people don't know today, because this is old. Uh, if it happened before 1980, it's old. It doesn't, it's relevant. It's irrelevant. It's old times, but we're going to listen to your brother, brother Malik Al-Shabazz. I believe I messed that up. Brother Malcolm X. Tell us about what we're seeing today. What we see in today. Let's go ahead and hear what he's got to hear. Sit, got to say. In this crooked game of power politics here in America, the Negro, namely the race problem, integration, civil rights issue, are all nothing but tools used by the whites who call themselves liberals against another group of whites who call themselves conservatives, either to get into power or to retain power. Among whites here in America, the political teams are no longer divided into Democrats and Republicans. The whites who are now struggling for control of the American political throne are divided into liberal and conservative camps. The white liberals from both parties cross party lines to work together toward the same goal. And white conservatives from both parties do likewise. The white liberal differs from the white conservative only in one way. The liberal is more deceitful, more hypocritical than the conservative. Both want power, but the white liberal is the one who has perfected the art of posing as the Negro's friend and benefactor. 
And by winning the friendship and support of the Negro, the white liberal is able to use the Negro as a pawn or a weapon in this political football game that is constantly raging between the white liberals and the white conservatives. The American Negro is nothing but a political football. And the white liberals control this ball through tricks or tokenism, false promises of integration and civil rights. In this game of deceiving and using the American Negro, the white liberals have complete cooperation of the Negro civil rights leaders who sell our people out for a few crumbs of token recognition, token gains, token progress. Well, if you don't say how based that is, but of course the parties change shortly thereafter that it is now the Republicans doing this according to what you would think here of how you've been trained and whatnot. But think about that. Think about that. I think this is an important subject matter, although people are going to be irate with me and saying, I don't know what I'm talking about. And I'm a uncle Tom, Tom shuffling coon and they're going to try to pull it down. And it is what it is. All right, let's get to the contributions to today's show. This was a little different than what I normally do. But I have to do this because this stuff is stuff that I've actually looked at. It didn't take me any time to pull any of this information in clips. It was right there. It's right on the top of my head. All I had to do was see what's going on. Oh, this is this. Boom. All right. Shout out to El Jefe. He says use the use of the N-word by brothers is a weird psychological trick to keep them on the plantation. He says replace the N-word with brother and see the positive direction it makes brothers. And that's true. We actually never really use the N-word like we use it today and that was pushed forward through hip-hop that helped hip-hop help we did have people did use it i remember my aunts and uncles would use it not in the way we use it today hip-hop helped that but it is some sort of a uh we look at each other as um less than when we use that word as a matter of fact women now use it towards men when they talk about dating struggles and that will it'll be a pretty black woman and she'll say the n-word i can't stand when ninjas do this and i'm like like, wow, you, you're doing this? I'm going to give you a quick example of this. right? And if he loves you, he's going to understand it. But if you playing with a nigga who already got options, coochie game's not going to work. Mm -mm. What will work with a guy who has so many options? Nothing. Yeah, I tend to not use that word. It has been a long time since I used that word. Um, I will slip up every now and then. But um, it is a way to think of a person as less than. It is psychological. And as much as we call them that, and as much as women are now calling men that, that is basically a form of disrespect, especially when women use it towards a man. Shout out to Taskmaster. He says, did Cube ever meet with Biden about his plan? Nope. Remember that? So uh, Ice Cube had that plan going on. He wanted to push forward. I think it was called the Platinum Plan. And he was going to meet or he did meet with Donald Trump or at least have a conversation. Joe Biden pushed him off and said, wait till the election and then we'll deal with you. He's never dealt with him. but. I think that had to do with the that he got so much fight uh, bite back from black women that they basically torpedoed it before it can go to Joe Biden. So that's what happened. A little bit of plantation politics before it was able to be presented to Joe Biden. So as long as black women are not behind it, Ice Cube's not going to get to the door of Mr. Uh, Joe. All right. Gerald B says, don't forget Senator Tierra Max twerking for votes. I forgot about that one. So remember that came about, Tierra Mac twerking for votes. Now, who is she twerking for? Women? No. 
Empowerment for women? No, she's just basically going low hanging, lowest common denominator. You're absolutely right, Gerald, Mr. Busy B. Twerking for votes, uh, Tierra Mac. That's another example of what we're talking about. Thank you, brother. Lando says laughing at our own stupidity. <laughs> you can't, but sometimes, like I said, we got to take accountability. We got to blame ourselves. A lot of people aren't going to be happy that I'm doing this. But like I said, when we see these videos, we can be appalled, but we got to blame ourselves. Where are we at here? Uh, shout out to Rational Rationality says Joe Biden visits the pre-K, not the junior college. Oh, no. All right. Well, uh, we'll see if he actually do that. I love those barrettes in her hair, man. I tell you what. I'm looking at her. She looks like she's 19 years old sitting there with her, like a little lady in a race car. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Joe, we know how you like him, sir. We know how you like him, but it is what it is. Where are we at here? Shout out to, uh, we're going to call you L. Petrie. He says, blessings from the dark side. Yes, indeed. <laughs> we in here. Let me make sure I don't skip over some people. <sighs> Mr. Mr. Hardaway is in the building. All right. He says, what's up, coach? He says, you had an epic point last show about how uh, having to sponsor your daughters a little bit longer, yes, or else they go left and then take the easy way. He says, I have a sister that was pushed out of the house by um, by a strict mom at age 18. She ended up getting married to a car dealer slash drug dealer that is over-controlling, and it won't let her even breathe without being, uh, is it, oh, chaperoning by him. Okay, so she has to, he has to go everywhere she goes. but um. Uh, I say to men with daughters, be prepared to support them all the way into their potentially mid-20s, maybe even further if they get out of the starting blocks a little bit harder. And if you don't, you'll be supporting them into their 30s, 40s, and 50s. Or they'll be in these streets forever. In these streets. This is just how it goes. And we can talk about Greekism and Europeans. They definitely have a history of debaucherous sexual natures, particularly the ancient Greeks. They did actually participate in marrying and, and, and uh, relatives, close, close relatives, siblings, uh, bisexuality and all of that stuff. So we aren't the only ones that have been um, hypersexualized. The ancient Greeks themselves participated in some orgies, uh, the YMCA, essentially the YMCA. Think about the song YMCA and what that means when you listen to it. A lot of people, normies, it'll go over your head. But when you think about the song YMCA, you just got to sometimes shake your head. It basically is a representation of ancient green culture um, and pushing young men to go to the YMCA to get cleaned up. And <laughs> But if you study ancient Greekism, right, um, these people were really, really great. Like they they went overboard with it. And they also did push um, keeping daughter arranged marriages, arranged marriages. And they weren't unhappy marriages and unions, but they arranged marriages sometimes to an uncle, and sometimes twice the age of the young woman. All right, so some of that culture has leaked into our culture as well. Just look it up. Look it up. Look it up yourself. <laughs> but uh, where we at here, I'm getting to the contributors to today's show. Do your own history, man. This is what I do. This is the stuff I live for. Mac D says, CGA, earlier today, you were saying that only YouTubers with low subs making hit pieces, but why does subscriber count matter if the truth is being told? It only matters for me. 
It only matters for me. Listen, there's a phrase. If I have a fistful of 20s and I drop one, do I worry about the 20 I drop or the 20 that I can worry about going forward? I have uh, I have a fistful in my hand. Now, you might think it's important for you, but I said don't bring it to me because it's not important to me. It can be important to the viewer. All I asked was don't bring it to me because it's not a part of my, it's not something that I'm going to walk back and pick up. It's not that relevant. So that's what I'm talking about. For you, the viewer, it could be vital information and important. But for me, it's of in it's it's unimportant. It's not a it's a it's not a matter of me going forward. And neither is it going to benefit me to pay attention to it. So understand what I'm talking about. That's the difference. You can watch it as much as you want and you can believe it and comment and you can push it forward into the algorithm. But as far as I'm concerned, I don't care. You see, that's how a guy gets forward in life because I can't worry about it. I can't worry about something like that, but you can. <laughs> to you, it could be very important and sway your opinion of me. For me, or you can create it as beef, which the beef does not, like for me to have a beef against Donovan based on this particular thing and create a big dust storm would be irrelevant to me. It wouldn't mean nothing to me. It wouldn't mean nothing to him. It would set us backwards on a path of, of a path of existence that we should not even be paying attention to. So that's what a that's what a person like me would do. But a person like you would pay attention to it because you're here for Mickey Mouse shit. <laughs> I'm very particular where I waste my time and attention and where my energy goes. My energy goes forward. And I'm already see and, and MACD, the reason why you always see me going forward is that's because you're always paying attention to my back, right? Because I'm always three steps ahead of you. I'm three, four, five steps ahead of all of that stuff. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? So if I do something like that to take me off this path, I don't get to the greatness that I need to be, right? So MACD, you only see my back because I'm three steps ahead of you. You only see my back because I'm three steps ahead of you. All that shit is way back there, Mr. MACD. So when I say it's important, it's ill-important because of the scribe, subscriber base and the audience, it's not ill-important. It's not a, it's, it's, it's not uh, unimportant to you. It's important to you. It's unimportant to me. Know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> I know those things bother people, but most people are very much distracted by Mickey Mouse issues. What would it make the difference? What would it make a difference in anybody's lives to pay attention to that? Well, if you like to do stuff like that, that's you. For me, on the other hand, I can't pay attention to that stuff because there's a lot more greatness ahead of me and I can visualize it. I can visualize my greatness. I can visualize accomplishing better things and greater things or at least making best use of my time. You, on the other hand, you're distracted by Mickey Mouse issues. And you're Mickey Mouse. And there's a Bible quote that I'm actually going to uh, pull up related to men who get distracted by Mickey Mouse issues. But it's, it is what it is. <laughs> and by the way, I have this to say to you. <laughs> all right so anyway i talked for six hours a day for the last two years 
Um, and I find it funny, but I do this as well to other content creators. For a person to get old footage where it wasn't even relevant to something that was happening as of today and create an issue that you're paying attention to that's distracting you. The, uh, the, the, the video is obviously, I saw the video, just a portion of it. It's very old video. It's not current video. The videos of me in Newport Beach, my Newport Beach con uh, townhouse, it's not even in Las Vegas. And I probably spent a, a couple thousand other hours contributing something positive to men in the manosphere and helping men for you to be distracted by something as Mickey Mouse as that. I, I, I look at some of you people. I, I look at some of you people and say, why are you here? Are you here for drama? You know what I mean? <laughs> what are you here for? If you're here for that shit, you're in the wrong place because I'm not going to feed into it. I'm not going to feed into it. But if you want me to, you better pay up a lot more than that damn super chat you dropped. You better pay more than that super chat you dropped because I ain't here for the bullshit. Anyway. Mac D is his name. He gave me $5 super chat to ask me about that, uh, uh, some bullshit that he wants to see men fight like cats and dogs, but I'm here to help men and I help men through divorce, entertainment and whatnot. And sure things do get funny. Things do happen, but I, I've been pushing through hours and hours of content. And this is where we are. <laughs> this this is what you want to waste time on. It's interesting. It's interesting. Think about that as a man. This is what you want to waste time on. And you're wasting my time right now. You owe me more than that. Go dig deep in your wallet. You owe me more than $5. I shouldn't even acknowledge your super chat. Anyway. Mr. Thomas Cripp says, keep up the good work, coach, so I can. So I can focus on my career. Shout out to my man Taz V. He says, coach, I got to admit that dude made that video, got you caught up good. He says, I was laughing my butt off watching it. See, there you go. I mean, listen, this is where we got. This is where you got people going. This is where their energy's flowing. This is where their energy's flowing. I, I really, listen, for men at this point, I really didn't. I didn't really don't watch the video. I didn't watch the video, but I'm I'm glad. I'm glad that that's where people want to put their attention. Because it's not enough to keep trying to help people. It's where we need to go back is to buffoonery. And here we are. I did a whole hour of a I did an hour and a half of purely trying to hate uh to 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 get men focused on the right thing. I tried to get men to focus on the right thing. And here men are super chatting going backwards. <laughs> Listen, I tell you what, I don't know what to say to you guys, but it's okay. It's 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 okay. If you guys would love to keep um, donating based on this, but these are where people were super chatting. I and I I'm sad that we this is where the show is ending up. So you know we'll go forward in it. We'll go forward and give you some other super chats, but it is what it is. It is what it is. Let me see here. We'll get some other more more super chats that actually have to do with today's show. But it is what it is. Shout out to Michael Frantitoro, Hip Hop Array, to my favorite African-American out here, Ben Wild, but I'm still listening. This is what we're doing out here. All right. Appreciate that. 
Appreciate that. Where are we at? Shout out to uh, Mr. Newski in the building. I believe it's Newski. He says, or yes. He says men support women's rights more than men's just to get a pat on the head by these women's group and gumps. Two chains sounds single mother raised. All right. I think he was an educated man, though. But of course, this is where men want to go. All right. This is where men want to go. This is the easiest route out. Uh, shout out to the Jimmy ZTT. I'm confused, ladies of the community. How are you going to tell me no loving if I don't vote the way you want me to? But six days ago, I was getting full access to the body for a fistful of 20s. He said, sorry, girls, but rent is always due. And he also says, I got money. free agent lifestyle eternal. Thank you, sir, for that one right there. Uh, let's see if I'm going to clear out. Oh, we got some more. Jeremiah Franz says voting just torches and bats off state house steps. I'm not sure what that is. <laughs> I'm not sure what that is. And bats off state house steps. All right. Thank you, sir. Lawar Moore says, let them call me a Sambo. Goodbye, community. <laughs> All right. And shout out to Billy the Kid. He says, salute, coach. I really don't care about $5 Super Chats. Don't, don't support the show. Weird behavior. Love you, coach. Appreciate that. Someone also sends a $2 Super Chat, and he's Mickey Mouse, so we won't acknowledge it. But thank you for the $2. He's still stuck. All right, but I don't have any time for that. And let me see what we got here as well. Let me see here. We also have... um. My friends overcharge me whenever you get a chance. There's a very great clip that exposes a lot. It's called Trick Daddy's Dinner Scene. Should be a fire result. It's a one-minute clip. Shout out to Macaroni Tony in the building. He says Trick Daddy Dinner Scene. All right, so I got to check that out. Let me make sure I clear up the deck before we get out of here. And we will. And we made somebody 25 bucks in, in um, YouTube money. Today, <laughs> we made somebody 25 bucks and that's going to be it. Appreciate everybody. Thank you for sponsoring today's show to Billy the Kid. And we are going to be out of here. We're going to take you out with a little bit of ninja politics and a little bit of plantation politics. And here we go. Enjoy the rest of your evening. We out. Peace. And, you know, I see TikToks on here all the time that talk about like, you know, pretty girls and how they're never approached. And it's true. Like I was just out at a bar. Black men were there. None of them talked to my friends and I. All pretty girls, black girls, none. And it's like people say like finding someone to have sex with you, to take you out to eat, to compliment you is not hard. I can go on these apps clearly and find someone that's ready to have sex with me tonight, right now, without even knowing my last name. Literally does not know if I've just had, just got rid of an STD yesterday, but is definitely willing to have sex with me right now. But finding someone that like is willing to check on me when I say I'm having a bad day, that's too much. And it's just so frustrating because it's like, I'm just myself. I don't know what else to do. Beautiful, I got a question. Yes, babe. If you weren't married to me, what you'd be doing right now? In these streets. You'd be in these what? <laughs> I believe the dudes should be tied up in these streets. Okay, biggest turnoffs. Biggest turnoffs. Attitude. 
Um, what kind of attitude? You know, snobby, bitchy type. Give me an example. Like, if you're sitting there complaining about everything, okay. you know what I mean? That's just negative energy. Like, yeah. I mean, it, you complaining ain't gonna do me no good. Do you like black girls? Of course. And I'm just like, bitchy me, attitude me, complain a lot, me. I guess I'm not his type. <laughs> I'm over it! So fucking over. I'm about to be a fucking hoe, bro. I'm about to be the biggest fucking hoe, bro. Watch me, bro. I'm about to be a hoe for real. I'm about to be the biggest hoe on my fucking life, bro. I'm about to be a hoe. I'm about to be a hoe. Yo, y'all niggas is not worth it, bro. I'm about to be like...